All right, this is Richie Owens, Powerline Kids Podcast, and once again, I'm here with Brian. This is for June 17th, 2019, and let's get right the fuck into it. Um, We had a really, really good fucking first podcast. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, You know, we talked, we we covered a lot of shit. We actually did cover a lot of shit. Um, I don't know. How did you think it went? I think it went far. I mean... It's getting it out there, and that's pretty much what we're doing. We're getting it out there for guys, and we're just like everybody else. We're two guys. We work hard at what we do. We, you know, we're we're with people we we want to be with, around, hang out with, and we're just trying to get it out there for people. A lot of people don't speak their minds, and that's part of the issues. They bottle it up, and eventually they turn around and fucking shoot up a fucking mall or fucking other shit. Or take their own lives for no reason because it's bullshit. And that's what it is. And there's no outlet for these people or for for you guys out there who are listening to us. And we're hopefully, like, it's therapy for us because a lot of this is bottled up shit from years of bullshit. Years of just dealing with it. And years of just not having a fucking outlet for stuff. And then you have opportunities that present themselves and... One thing I was always taught was if you see an opportunity, take it because you don't want to let any opportunity ever pass you by. And see that the one thing that I actually appreciated that you just said, it's for fucking people fucking getting shit out. And, you know, it, it, this podcast is, I mean, when I fucking first started it, I actually didn't think it was that funny. I actually didn't think it was that funny because I literally got on and I just started complaining about fucking stupid fucking shit that I fucking saw every fucking day. And then I would get fucking emails being like, oh my God, like I can't fucking believe you're talking about that, that same fucking thing. And this would be like from a person in like another fucking state that I would never have any chance of fucking running into. And they're just like, dude, you need to talk about that. I'm like, no, that's that's the reason why I'm trying to get it out. I'm not going to fucking keep talking about it. I got it out once and that's it. That's all I want to do is get it out once and then move on to the next subject. But the thing that I really like that you said, though, is an outlet. And the thing that I've noticed, especially in my life, is I'm sure that you can agree, is that I only am talking to people. Like, I, I try to fucking talk to people that have, and I'm not saying I'm some, uh, we actually said this the other night. What was the movie? Fucking Beautiful Mind, like Russell Crowe, like where he sees fucking like. Yeah. Beautiful I'm, Mind, you got, um. What's the one with uh, Matt Damon? Um, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Goodwill Hunting. You know, here's a guy who's nobody thinks is, is intelligent, and here's his friends telling him, hey, buddy, you're going to make something out of yourself. You're going to do something with your life. Like, And I'm not saying like I'm that type, but I, what I've realized is that the smarts that I've gained from growing up, like I'm obviously i didn't go i'm not like harvard graduate or anything like that but what i've literally boiled it down to and this is getting it out is that i love the fact and um you know i'm not brian you're a good guy i love you to death but i'm just saying like i love the fact that we connected on a level to where you understand and this is like with mikey and like all my friends up north uh Fangul and Kramer and I'm going to name all of you, fucking Nikki, just all you guys that I kept in touch with and I literally, you know, I can literally talk to you. I met you the first, like, for, for example, 
the first 15 minutes I fucking met you, I knew that you would understand every fucking word I have to say. And I didn't need to sugarcoat anything. I didn't need to like work my words or manipulate them around to where you'd be like, oh, what the fuck is he saying? Like you literally sat there and said, yeah, I fucking know what you're talking about. Like that's what I fucking loved about myself and like learning as I grew up. Like these are the people I need to be around. Like the person that I can meet for fuck, like I could go, I could go to fucking shop right and fucking be like looking for, you know, like a fucking can of fucking pureed fucking tomatoes and like have you come up to me like don't buy those those are bad and just be like jesus christ this fucking guy knows exactly what the fuck i'm talking about and i i literally only talked to him for like 30 seconds hey, test those on animals don't you <laughs> <laughs> like you look like a dog person you got a dog and uh you know those tomatoes they test them on dogs mm-hmm. first before they give them put game them up you know like if I'm in that fucking aisle and I'm buying a fucking can of pureed fucking tomatoes and someone comes up to me and says, hey, if you're picking those out, that means you know how to fucking cook. Just use these. Like, oh, immediately I go, this fucking person doesn't, didn't need to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first met you, you didn't need to fucking say anything. You didn't uh, need to fucking say a word. And then we just started talking and right away, I mean, I know we talked about the last podcast being up north, but it wasn't just that. It was... It was a degree. It was the honesty. It exactly. Literally, I said, hey, did you just start? And you were like, yeah, it's my first day. I said, all right, well, shit's deep and just fucking, you got to go through it. And that's how shit works. It's just, and he, we clicked. And you do that with people. You have, everybody has their circle of friends. Everybody has their close friends. Everybody has their, you know, their coworkers, you know, who you fucking can't stand. And you have people you just like. You literally tell you, like, listen, you just, you are fucking hilarious. And I try to make everybody laugh no matter what. And I get on with people and make fun of shit just because Which, it by the sounds way, like you have a bad day. I'm going to be on the phone with you going, yeah, that kind of sucks. But this guy on the phone is really fucked up. And, or, you know, I'll do something Totally stupid just to get to the point of making you laugh. And that is, that's funny to me because... Laughter's the best medicine. If you can't laugh at yourself, oh, and you yes. can't turn around and you can't look at life and laugh about life, like I said on yesterday's podcast, you really deserve to be in a pine box because if you're a miserable son of a bitch and you go through life that way, all you're doing is bringing everybody down around you. But... It is true what they say. Misery does love company. Oh my God, and does it? Does it? People don't realize that because they don't remember a lot of these older things. They're just fucking set in like, oh, I got to do this. I got to be this way. I got to look good for this person. I got to look good. No, you got to take care and be, be happy with yourself. And if you can't do things for yourself, and I learned that a long time ago, then it's fucked up. And you're just going to fuck yourself up more and more and more. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try to to be what other people want you to be, you're not going to be anybody but yourself. And you have to make yourself happy first. Before you can make others happy, before you can, you can realize your potential in life, you have to make other people happy. And that's what I believe in. All right, so now wait, I have to cut you off. And this is a thing that we pretty much we're going to go back and forth and we're going to do. So you have that theory. So I have a theory, though. What do you do about the people that they take advantage of that theory? And like, so for example, let's say someone specific is listening to this podcast and 
they're a bad person. And they sit there and they go, oh, you know what? They're right. They're fucking right. You know, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do and everything like that. You know, like, I'm, like, do you ever feel like if you, this is the one thing like that I've, oh, I've always said and I've heard from a lot of my friends, you know, that you sit there and you give advice and you sit there and you go, do what you got to do, make yourself happy and everything like that. And then you meet certain people in life where you're sitting there like, eh, I did give you that advice, but I don't think that my advice was meant for you because you're kind of fucked up. You're kind of fucked up. And I think you're taking my advice and twisting it and twisting it and making it be like, I can keep doing this because I can do it because it's okay because you said I can do what I want to do. Exactly. But you have to realize that are you affecting others around you? Exactly. And that's the kicker. That's the fucking piss in the pot right there is you have to take people and you have to realize that it's, it's fucking ingrained in everybody. Everybody says it. You have to do onto others as you want done onto you. That is a fucking rule I've grown up with for my entire life. I used to hear it from my grandparents. Well, it's always better to do this because you wouldn't want to be treated that way. You wouldn't Thank want you. someone to treat this that way. It was my dating philosophy, too. I wouldn't want to be treated like complete garbage, treat somebody like garbage, because that's not how I was brought up. I was always taught, you know, you respect women, you treat women like queens, and that's the that's the thing right there. And the problem is, is you have women who take advantage of that because people are fucking vindictive. And when they're just that vicious and that vindictive and that self-centered it's time to just cut your losses and run but the problem is you're being a nice person being caring it sometimes you give people more than what you should and sometimes not everybody is 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 at face value and I think the best thing that personifies that is because, and we trust me, we will talk about a lot of different shit. So, fucking music will be definitely one of them. But every time I talk about this, I bring up Billy Joel's The Stranger. Please, uh, actually, you know what? Brian did. Now, see, I've been a Billy Joel fan for my entire life because of my grandfather, on my mother's side, he was a big Billy Joel fan. And I'm going to tell you guys the truth I had no idea this song was about this. So just listen to this. So basically there's a line in the song that says, you know, we all wear masks and you never find the danger until the mask of ma your lover that you have takes the mask off and it's a different mask that they put on. That I love it. theory, literally, when I heard that, I was like, holy shit, it's fucking true. And I fucking was like, oh my God, like this happened to me fucking years ago. And... I, I was engaged at one point, and I was like everybody else. I was head over heels for this girl. Did everything for, her. and just one day we were going on vacation, and we were driving down the Garden State Parkway on Memorial Day weekend, and we were sitting in traffic. We were headed down a Wildwood, and she just turns to me at like I want to say like mile marker fucking. 62. I see my own marker too. And <laughs> she goes to me and turns and goes, I don't love you anymore. And at that point, I, I just, just dumbfounded. I pulled my car to the side of the road because I couldn't, I, just, I had to stop and look at her. 
And I looked at her and said, what the fuck? And the funny thing was, it wasn't for years later that I had played that song again and listened to it. I'm like, holy shit, here was the fucking true person she was. That she took off this this facade that she had on, this, this fucking mask that she wore, and was just this royal bitch. <laughs> and <laughs> as Get I, out of here, you bitch. I got separated from her, and the longer we were apart, I turned around and realized, like, everything she was doing was to control me. She would accuse me of cheating. She would accuse me of, of fucking around on her. And I was like, who am I fucking around with? I'm spending all my time with you. I'm not talking to anybody else. And guys, this is before fucking cell phones. Like, we had a cell phone. We had, if anybody knows, they're fucking in a museum somewhere. They're old fucking Nokia's, man. They didn't have fucking... Dude, wait, wait, wait. You had a beeper. I had, no, I had a pager. I had a pager. Wait, you called a pager? I called a pager. So I called a beeper. Yeah. I had a pager because the beepers, what we consider beepers, were the the old school ones with the top display. Yeah. I had the side ones, so that was considered a pager with the fucking... The shit and all the fucking code. Dr. Harrington. Dr. Harrington. Dr. Harrington. girl used to page me. And with the little 143 code. (laughs) And then, like, she used to, like, fucking page me all kinds of shit. And we found messages. I mean, back when AOL was in its heyday. We found somebody posted codes. And it was a page of beeper codes of what things meant. And it was, like, there was, like, 143 meant, like, I love you. Or... I want to fuck. Or, you know, different shit. Like, uh, I mean, I used to get boobs a lot, which was higher shows for my friends. But I remember that. Boobs. Shit. And that was like the running joke is eight tears or eight boobs. And all my friends were just fucking hysterically with that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. And I just, I pulled, I pulled, I, the car pulled over and I was like, oh my God. Like, and I turned to her. Looked at her straight in the face, mortified. Didn't know what to say to her. I just all could muster up was, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and she turned to me and goes, you want me to walk? And I'm like, get up. Yeah. Walk. Walk the fucking wild boy. And I'm like, and then of course I collected myself like any fucking guy would do. You calm down a little bit and you say, okay, you know, she's crying. All right, fine. Just turn on, turn on the waterworks. And we kept going to Wildwood. The weekend was all right, and that was the fucking beginning of the end, basically. That was the that was the f- fucking Grand Canyon for me. Now, how old were you when that happened? That was, I was 24, and we had been together since I was 18. So, you know, we're six years into a fucking relationship. We're engaged, and... She pulls this shit on me, and it's like, what the fuck? And then just getting it into different shit, like, just bullshit. And see, this is what I don't fucking understand. Okay, so you're six years into the fucking relationship, <laughs> and you fuck, you plan this whole fucking trip to Wildwood and everything like that, and it's not like she was, like, completely in the dark and everything like that. How long were you driving? For like two hours, and then all traffic. <laughs> and it, what did she like get bored because she was just like, "All right, we're in traffic, so we have nothing to talk about." But I'm just going to decide to fuck up his entire life right now. After oh, six- I think I flipped out because we were on the we left fucking Lee, and oh, that's what it was. As I was cursing about the fucking guy in front of me, 
with the fucking stop go shit. <laughs> and I just said, this fucking, if we would have left fucking when I wanted to leave, we wouldn't be in this fucking traffic. And that's when she just fucking turned around to me and like hit me with it. Like, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. So it's your fault. It's my fault. Yes. It was, everything was my fault. Um, and now we're going to fast forward a little bit. We're going to fast forward to three years. And all of a sudden, finally, like I said to her, she needed to go see a shrink. So she's going to see a fucking shrink. So I get a call one day. I want to talk. All right, fine. I'll talk. Whatever. Because, you know, we were like trying to work things out for, for three years. And I come over and I start, she said, we sit down. I the, at the time I was still smoking, so I fucking turned around and I, we go outside and sit down on our patio, I'm smoking a cigarette. And she's like, listen, she says, remember all that shit I ever sent to you about I fucking hate you, I fucking love you, the whole, you're not the same person I fell in love with. Yeah. It's my fault. Really? No. All of a sudden, you read this fucking, just Freudian fucking epiphany that, <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm going to see a strength now. And, everything's my fault everything I put you through all this torture it's not you you're actually a really great guy me and you just can't be together because of how I am and immediately when she stopped going to the shrink she went right back to everything's my fault I'm a fucking asshole Um, I don't have the balls to do anything and I'm like I don't need this I don't need this in my life and the, the, the kicker, the, the straw that broke the camel's back with me was um, when I basically, my my mother, like I said, I love my mother to death, we butt heads, but I do love her to death. Um, she said to me, hey, listen, you know, where's the engagement ring? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I never thought about that. <laughs> I'm like, all this shit's going on. I never thought about the engagement ring. Said she still has it. She said, you really should get it back from her, especially if it wasn't a gift. And I said, no, it wasn't. It was a replacement because her original engagement ring was something that was sentimental between the both of us mm-hmm. at a certain time in our lives. And it was when we were on like a real good vacation. So I, I got her the exact, and this is where fucking red flag number one should have went off, um, how controlling and vindictive this bitch was when she said, this is the exact engagement ring I want. And you have to get it. And I broke down and did like any fucking asshole good person would fucking do because this is the woman I wanted to be with. Guys, if the fucking girl ever does this to you, fucking run. Run, take my advice. Run as fast as you fucking can for the hills. But, yeah. No, this was a fucking oh, trip. Man. And I, I look back on it and go, boy, I was a fucking idiot, man. But... Like I've said before, me and Rich have talked about it. Fucking pussy, man. And this was actually a, a, my ball. A ball. Well, hold on, though. Let me cut you off. Let's let's distinguish, though, that in my previous podcast, I do speak like a gentleman. So I, it, that's okay. This is the way Brian and this is the way Mikey and everyone else talks, you know. But I have to keep myself as gentleman status. No. I'm not going to say that word. No. But Jesus what, Christ. What did I say? Some of them are, you said the P word. Oh, no, no, I said pussy. Pussy is, my boss, I had an old boss, and he literally said to me, and it's, it, I looked it up, it's actually something somebody else said, but he was quoting him and said, and 
it literally makes sense. Guys, listen. War was fought over that box. War was fought over it. This Wars is why this podcast fought. is going to be awesome. This is Wars why were awesome. fought over, over women. And that's what it was. You know? I agree. Patrick, she said, I want there, give it to me. And they did it. Helen and Troy was the same way. You know, what she wanted, she got. And it's all because of that little thing that women have control over us with. And that's inbred back to fucking caveman times. Oh, definitely. I see that. I will agree with definitely back so to don't, caveman. Don't get me wrong. I will never, certain things I will never say. No, you say them. It's just that you're the, you're the opposite. You're the opposite personality. I'm not, actually, I shouldn't say it like that. You're not the opposite personality. But you, like, when I do this with Mikey, right? And I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you. Like, when I talk to Mikey, or, like, when I talk to Pat or, like, Kramer, and, like, well, they tell me I'm too soft. I'm, I'm too fucking... I'll, I'll, I'll say that out loud. I've said it before on the podcast. I'm too soft. I, I don't fucking sit there and just... I don't say, like, like uh, Kramer, one of my best friends. He's literally... I'm sorry, Kramer. I... You know what? You're fucked, and you, you really shouldn't have, you know, did the podcast where I can say your name. But, um, you know, he has a girlfriend now. He's doing good. He's doing good. And I talked to her over the phone for, like, fucking five minutes. And, yes, I hope you're listening to this. But he, before this girlfriend, he was fucking, he was on Tinder and all the dating. And he, he said, Richie, that's what life is. He said, you, you keep worrying about making one girl happy. He's like, why don't you just make them all happy? Just, you know, just fucking just, this but is his mentality. He's yeah, just like, but you can't. And that's part of the problem. That's what no well, no, what, what he's saying though is like, he's just like, just go on dates. He's like, make them happy for one night. And then, you know, yeah, but that's the problem. And that's why a lot, that's why guys like me and Rich get a bad rap. Because we are that way women. We treat them like queens. And they think that it's, that they can just basically reach in and pull your testicles off. Mm-hmm. But it's that's not how it is. Relationship, and I've learned this, uh, I'm, I'm with a person now who is my best friend. And I can vouch for that. And she literally is my life. And it's funny because we are friends. We are friends first and foremost. And our relationship, like when people see us out, don't realize that, hey, this is fucking life. This is, these people are like, People think we're married already, which is even better. I could definitely They're like, oh, your wife. I'm like, no, we're not married yet. You can't. Oh, how, guys, how long have you been guys together? We've known each other for 20-something years. We've been living together for about 14 years now. Yeah, my old, I've been my old job for 11 years. I've mm-hmm. had the house. I've had all kinds of, been all kinds of places, but we've lived together for 11 years. And by the way, she fucking cooks an amazing fucking dinner. What was what? What did we eat last night? Beef stroganoff last night. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. It was at, I literally fucking licked the plate. It was so fucking good. Oh my god, she's she's just amazing, and she doesn't she doesn't get a lot of enough credit, and it's hilarious because um, I'm gonna show up how much I am right now. I but she's like everything to me. She's been there for me when I needed her. She's been there when I got really sick. I almost died at one point in my life. Um, literally, I shouldn't be here right now due to the fact of my health conditions that have improved because of 
how bad I was. And we are happy that you are here. No, every, Otherwise, this wouldn't be happening. This wouldn't be happening, no. But I have great people to thank for that, great support structure to thank for that. And I'm happy to add to that structure and be support for other people and friends I have who I care about. And all my friends know that about me. So, no, I definitely found that out. So I'm happy that I did that. But you know what? It really comes down to the point of that aspect of life is sitting there and realizing that the people you surround yourself with that you can actually sit down and even have a stupid... Like we talked about last night, um, you know, like comic books and movies and everything like that, but it wasn't... It was actually an intellectual... like. And then this is the whole point that like I keep trying to go through. Like you said, I remember you saying in the last podcast, like, yeah, and I said it before, like, yeah, I collect comic books, yeah, I fucking watch anime, yeah, I fucking do this. But it's not the fact that we sit there and, like, make that our lives. Like, we sit there and we go, we know what we have to do, and we know what we have to take care of. And it's just being able to sit down with someone and just be like, yeah, I collect comic books, but the reason why I do it is because of this. And it's it's almost kind of stupid in a way, because an outsider, like, if they were sitting here right now next to me and you, okay, and we started talking about what we were talking about, just like, a, you know, DC and Marvel and everything like that. And then you, let's say, actually, let's not even bring break it down to one person. Let's break it down to two people. Let's let's do a case study and a study group. Um, yeah, that's psychology. Yeah. So you have two people sitting there, right? And you have the one sitting there and you look at them. And, and this person's all into fucking comic books and but you could tell right away that they're just sitting there being like, I love Iron Man. I love Batman too. And blah, blah, blah. And they just start going into like this whole fucking like thing where it's just like, they just love the characters and they dress up like them and they have their pajamas and everything like that, which, you know what? Fine. That's what they want to do. That, But then you have the other person that's sitting there being like, listen, I completely understand what you guys were saying about the fucking comics. And that's the way that I feel. I feel like this Kevin Smith and Stan Lee, and the way that they, and, and the person gets deeper into the conversation, and you can relate to that person more, that, that's, that the one that's just sitting there, do you get what I'm trying to say, like, it's like, that per the other per the first person is sitting there just being like, yeah, I, uh, I, I went, and I saw Endgame, and six times, because, and, and the third time I went, I dressed up as, like, this character, and then I went, but not only that, though, then they come back, and they're like, oh, I love the movie so much, now, keep in mind, now, the first person is sitting there going, or the second person, I should say. Sorry, I fucked that up. The second person is sitting there being like, I understand. I can relate to what you guys are saying about DC being, you know, the way it was fucked up. And you can sit there and relate to this person. But the first person is just sitting there being like, I went to go see Endgame. I never read any of the comic books before, but I loved the way that uh, Thanos looked at the end of the movie. So I went out and I got a tattoo of him. And you're just sitting there and you're like, do you even did, did you know who Thanos was before the movies came out? And then yes, thirty years. And then you got these people that are sitting there like, why do I need to know about it? I went to go see the movie. That's what I loved. That's what it represents. And but, but like, do you know the fucking? And then you got the second person going, well, I know the fucking history. And like, you can relate to that. And it's about intelligence. Like, I could sit here and talk with you about comics and and movies 
and music and everything like that because you have the intelligence that backs it up to where you can be like, well, I know that, Richie, you like that band, but I know that there was a singer that they replaced. Like, did you know about that? And I'll sit there and be like, fuck, I didn't know that. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, they had a singer that was really good before that. You should listen to that. And then I'll go into that and I'll be like, oh, my God, Brian, I fucking listened to the original fucking singer. That guy was fucking awesome. But then you also have the first person that sits there and says, I just like that one song that was played. And 80 I, times on the fucking radio, yeah. every fucking rotation. And all yeah. I'm going to do now is just repeat those lines from the song. Do you know anything about the history of the band? No, but I just like that song that they played. See, like that's the intelligence level that I'm talking that's, about. And that you have the whole, um, what is it, um, ego versus intellect and intelligent quotes for IQ and all that shit. Yep. And you realize some people like, hey, listen, this person has like, the person like that who maybe, yes, yes, yes. They may have a fucking IQ of like fucking whatever it is, 130, 150. And then the guy that's sitting there going, yeah, well, this is why Thanos is like this. And this is the reason why he did this. And it's justified for this reason because of plague and famine and war and all this mm-hmm. shit. And the other guy's just like, well, what does that have to do with anything? It's like, exactly. dude, listen, like, you're not fucking getting the point. Like, the point is, yes, he's a tyrannical person. He's, he's called the fucking mad tyrant for a reason. Not, which they didn't really refer to him, I don't think. I don't remember. I haven't fucking watched it. Uh, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Endgame yet, so I'm planning on it. But I don't remember Infinity War. I've only seen it twice. Well, we're gonna get a lot of emails for that. Yeah. So I what the fuck don't remember if we if he was mentioned as the as the tyrant. Um, but the whole thing is, you have to realize what he stands for, what he represents. And a lot of people, if you said to somebody, "Hey, listen, uh, Thanos is a, is a quote unquote god," and I know he referred to himself as that um, multiple times. He and he is. He is a god. He is one of. I believe the Celestials. But, hey, listen, fucking, in the movie, they don't really, they talk about that in the Guardians. Yeah, that's such a long fucking, like, that's, what, you got the Civil War, you got Guardians, those comics fucking, and the crossovers that fucking went with through that, I mean, it's fucking on fucking, like, how, uh, my one from Pat, or Buffers. He fucking sat there and he tried doing the, he got the digital comic collection, whatever. And I remember going to his apartment one day and he was just like, Richie, he's like, you have no fucking idea. He's like, I started reading these comic books and he's like, I have to read X-Men to Guardians of the Galaxy to fucking Captain America. All these crossovers that intertwine to end up. He's like, it's fucking too fucking much. He's just like, but then I sat there and the thing I was talking about, the intelligent part is that. I want to get to, um, these are writers. Yeah. It's their opinion. It's how they feel at the time. But not only that, though. And how much they're drinking, too, so. (laughs) (laughs) But these are fucking guys that are are sitting there every fucking day trying to come up with, like, ways, I mean, pretty much, like, not to keep their jobs, but to just make their jobs more interesting to coming up with all these stories. Like, these are fucking intellects. That are sitting there, people that are like working, like me and you sat down and tried to write a comic book. Like, we would have to sit there and like create a fucking idea. And then 
build on that idea and like create a character that was original and fucking what's that character gonna do now? And, oh my god, now that like what's their yeah, what's their backstory? What's yeah, exactly. Their, what drives them? What, how do they? Why do they want to do this? Like mm-hmm. you know, what what is their passion? Like okay, so tragedy. In, in, I mean, everybody realizes it. It's it's inherent. It's I read I read a, I was reading a book on how to how to write a screenplay, and it, it was interesting because literally the the author of the book was was really good with painting a picture for everybody, making it black and white. Like, hey, you have to do this, this, and this in order to get to this. And tragedy for the 90% of the movies we watch is what drives all oh, of the, yeah. char- the characters and heroes. And that's where comic books were. They were, most of the backstories, if you look at any of the backstories of all these fucking heroes, most of them are tragic. Uh, you know, Tony Stark, he had shrapnel in his chest from a bomb. Um, Captain America was scrawny. He was constantly getting bullied before he went into the super soldier program. But the reasons why these people did what they did was self-sacrifice because they were putting themselves for a better cause. And people realize that. And, 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 and see that, that, but see, that's the thing. That, that's what I'm trying to fuck. Like me and you literally just had a conversation to where we literally dug in deep. And if we did have those people here, that literally you had the one that was just sitting there just being like, oh, I went to the movies and I fucking saw uh, Wolverine. And, I, 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 you know, actually it was a fucking funny tattoo that I fucking saw. It was, um, and this was years ago, when um, Old Man Logan came out. And uh, the guy had the fucking, like, he would close his fist and then, like, the claws started coming out and then he would release his fingers and then you saw the claws, and I was just sitting there, and I remember looking at the guy, and I, did, I actually didn't conversate with him, but just the way that he he was talking, like he was in my presence, and we were at a bar, and just the way that he was talking, he would he would, he was so proud of the tattoo that he needed to keep mentioning it every five minutes, like he was like every new person he talked to was just like, dude, I just got this, and he would like he would. Like a fucking idiot. He would release his fucking fingers. Like, he actually would be hearing the clanging, like, clang. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, is that why you got the tattoo? Like, you got the tattoo? Because that's all he did. He's like, oh, I saw old man Logan last week. I went right out and got the fucking tattoo or whatever, a month ago. Whatever the fuck he said. I'll give the guy credit. Maybe it wasn't a week. Maybe it was a month. And he was just like, I thought it was the coolest thing. You know, he's like, watch this. And he would fu- And the best part was, as he got drunker, the more people he showed, he used to start making the sound effects. Like, he used to be like, watch this, cling. I used to be like, wow. Like, this is not a person that, like, I would want to, like, fucking, like, sit down and have a serious conversation with. and Or even go out and hang out with, because then at the end of the night, he would just be like, dude, dude. And you know these people. Did I show you my new tattoo? Look at this. Cling, mm-hmm. cling. And that's all you would hear for the fuck. And I, that's, I'm sorry. That's like my go-to. Like, I, I, I remember stupid people. Like, I remember stupid fucking people doing stupid fucking things. And I, I just, I can't deal with that anymore. I can't stand, and I know that you can't stand it either. Sitting there fucking talking to a person that literally, like, you start saying something intelligent to. And they literally look at you like, what? 
I'm sorry. Or why would you say that? Like, and it's you look at people sometimes and go, seriously, I just told you like 15 minutes of explain something to you perfectly verbatim that my three-year-old niece could understand, and you don't get it. It's like how is that? But I mean, again, it goes back to the whole attention span issue, all that shit. Um, listen. I was raised, I'm sure you were too, violent video games, horror movies, action movies. Yep. You know, we're not going out hacking people up, you know, driving, mowing old people down in, in, in our cars, you know, not jumping out of our car into somebody else's car. I mean, I, I love all the videos, the stupid videos of people doing stupid shit, which is one of my favorite things to do when I'm like, nothing better to do on a day off. And it's miserable outside. I will go on YouTube and just specifically look for stupid people videos. <laughs> and it's like hilarious where like I watched a video with a guy and he's what he's doing is he's they're driving past people riding bikes. And he's opening his car the car door up and he's in the back, opening the car door up and yelling at these people and making them fall down. <laughs> and then most of the videos are called they're called called like uh <coughs> Karma back tenfold or karma something, but it's all related to like what karma, because karma is a motherfucker. Oh, I love karma. I fucking <laughs> love she, karma. She does come back to to get her revenge. You call her she? She, karma's woman. I it has to be. It has to be because I like there is no man on the face of this earth as vindictive as karma. Oh my god, I know. Never called karma she before. Karma yeah. is definitely a woman because I've. I love that. Never ever I seen that. anybody, any guy. I just, I know a lot of fucked up people, and I don't know any of the, any of my fucked up friends who, who who would pull shit like this. But I've seen girls do it. You know, like hey, you cheated. Um, you cheated on me, or I thought you cheated on me. So I went and cheated on you one up, and I fucked your best friend, or. I did this because you did this. Like, so my relationship to that is, is it's karma's a woman. It's gotta be because karma's a bitch. And that's the saying, karma's a bitch. Literally. I mean, that is everybody I know always says that says, you know, karma's a bitch. She comes back to bite you in the ass. And I'm, and it started sticking with me that way. And I'm, it, I'm convinced because there's nobody on the face of this planet that is safe from karma. All right, so wait. So do you think that no one is safe from karma or everyone deserves karma? Everyone. Well, well no, actually, you know what? I said that fucked up. Let me take a step. Okay. <clears throat> do you think no one is safe from karma? That's the first part. And if there is a person that could be safe from karma, who would it be? Gandhi. That's it? Just Gandhi? Gandhi would be safe from karma. Mother Teresa. Um, That's old school. Yeah. These, these people mean, don't know who that fuck that no, is. No, I mean... Um, I, I agree no one's safe from karma. Yeah, no one's safe from karma. I mean, <laughs> Gandhi, because of what he did, how he did things... How he, he was nonviolent, protested things nonviolently, went on hunger strikes. Mother Teresa, because she helped everybody. 
and she didn't care, rich, poor, shitty, scummy person, if you needed her help, she would come to you. But, listen, since karma's coming to get everybody, and and that's a philosophy I live by, because I now, after my situation health-wise, have realized it firsthand, because the people who were did me dirty and did me bad, karma's coming back to get them, and karma doesn't come back like... This just got like, really dark. Karma came back, comes back tenfold, so... It's it's really twisted how karma works. See now, like I sort of want to believe that, but am I once again talking to other people and everything like that? And I mean, especially in the last like month and a half, um, you know, saying too soft and everything like that. Like, how are you so calm dealing with fucking everything like that? And I just literally sit back. I'm not. You can't wish karma. Like that's the one thing that I've been struggling with. Like you can't. Wish karma. You can't like, will I, karma. I, I, yeah, I, really I believe it. But the thing is, do you ever fucking feel bad, like like in a situation to where like you're sitting there, you got screwed over, and just being like, uh, you know what, karma's gonna get that fucking person. And then sometimes I sit back and I go, ah, I don't, I really care about this person, but I don't know if I want karma to hit that person because I care about them so much. But I'm such a big believer in it. Like I'm such a big believer, and I struggle, and I fucking sit there and I go. I don't know if I want karma to hit that person. Even when they screwed me over, like, fucking ten times fold. You have no... And the thing is, is nobody realizes that you have no control over it. Because it's... So karma is not... It's not controlled by a person. If you physically go do something to that person, it's a different oh, story. Oh, yeah, no, of course. But, the, but there, there have been situations, though, like, where karma has... And this is in the past. And even, you know up until now, like, where karma has shown itself, like, little by little, and I literally sit there and I go, Jesus Christ, that's fucking karma, and everything like that, but, like, I'm struggling with the point to where, like, I'm, you know what it is? I think I'm trying to change karma a little bit. And, unfortunately, we can't, it's, everything that happens, like they say, it's, it's all, things happen for a reason. Whether they be good, bad, indifferent, Oh, this is going to be a great um, next podcast conversation. So, it's... I'm going to leave that one at that. But no matter what you think, it's an old philosophy. Again, like I said... Philosophy. Old world and philosophy of... There's an old saying of... No good deed goes unpunished. But... That is also like a double-edged sword. Because no matter how nice we are to people and how nice... We try to be, we're going to get shit on no matter what until you find that, that those people in your life that are, are anchors, anchors, they're pretty much solid stabilization to keep you in place, to keep you level-headed, to keep you afloat, to keep you in that right frame of mind, to keep you stable, pretty much. This is one of those outlets and... That's what anchors people to ground, keeps you in reality. And trust me, some people think reality skewed. Um, but hey, we all have to live our lives no matter what we do. But we have to make the choices that are going to be best for us and for the people around us. But there's people who are fucking one-sided no matter what they do. And they're just going to make choices to better to 
better make themselves A, look good, and B, not care about anybody fucking else but themselves, and those people are fucking selfish. I agree. I agree 100 fucking percent. And you know what? The other thing that I was thinking to is, like, the people, uh, like, that you actually sit there and you fucking care about and you actually, I mean, and they could even be good, you know, like, I, I take care of my gramps and everything like that, like, he gets pissed off sometimes, you know, like, the actions that I do, the decisions that I make and everything like that, but just like you said, he's a fucking anchor, like, I, I'll fucking go to him and he'll literally look at me and he'll be like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck are you doing, you stupid fucking goddamn moron? But that, at the end of the day, he'll just be like, what do you need me to do? Like, what do you need? Like, I know you had a fucking terrible day. And, yeah, I st I'm not taking it back that you're an idiot. But I will help you fucking through it. And, you know, and even, like, friends. Like, even like, the friends that I've been complaining to. For fucking years about the problems I've been having. I actually said um, to all my friends, they're all married with kids and everything like that. They got houses and everything like that. You know how many times I fucking said to them, I'm like, I'm sorry that you have a friend like me. I'm fucking sorry that every time I call you, it's a fucking bad. Like, I'll call, and the best thing is, I'll call them up and I'll be like, <laughs> you know, how you doing? How are the kids? How's the wife? How's life? How's your work? How's everything? I'll let them fucking say everything. Not let them. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. I'll talk to them about their lives. And then I'm waiting for them to just be like, What's wrong? What's going on with you? And I'll just be like, You don't want to hear it. They'll be like, No, I do want to hear it. All right. So this is what's going on. They'll be like, Jesus fucking Christ, Richie. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck are you doing? And I'll literally sit there and be like, I'm sorry that you have a friend like me. I really am so sorry. Like, I'm sorry I'm not calling you up and being like, oh, yeah, everything's great. I went fucking rock climbing today, and I ate a protein bar on the fucking hill, and I watched the sunset, and, you know, instead I'm fucking calling them up. You're getting into the gay zone. Well, I'm just fucking saying, like, I'm sorry that I can't do that. Like, I literally sit there and just, I'm sorry, you fucking have a friend like, I've said this before. He, he texts me at fucking 12 o'clock at night. I'm so sorry uh, you have a friend like me. I, I, I'm like, why? Because we're pretty much, we have the fucking same luck. Here's another fucking keyword. Luck. Oh, and luck. fucking, my, my family was a running joke would be, if we didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck at all. <laughs> and it's just funny because, I, you know, but I've, I've gotten older and I've matured a little bit and I've seen things in life. I realize we, we make our own luck. That's just, we have to be in the right place at the right time around the right people in the right frame of mind. Very true. And, you know, I would fucking love to sit back and chill with my friends and just fucking watch a movie. But sometimes we can't. And we realize that. But you just, you have different outlets for shit. That's what makes... All this shit much more fucking fun and interesting is it's called life for a reason. You have to live it to experience it. And um, it's just one of those fucking kickers that you get people who will literally just want to punch out before they know what the fuck's going on with the world. And really the world is yourself. It's, it's that being and that you're the one that's got to fucking dictate how you live life. 
And most people don't want to fucking struggle with it. You have to. It makes you stronger. It makes you a better person. And that's part of some people's problems is they don't have the support system like Rich has, like I have, um, that we can turn to in that situation. But we'll touch on subjects like that all the fucking time because Without doubt. it's a fucking life thing, man. It's Everybody's got problems in life. It's like, hey, listen, my fucking dog died. I got this going on. My fucking, you know, this one's sick. That one's fucking broken. Got a broken leg. It happens. Shit happens. It's called life for a reason. And that's why the whole term life happens is there for, you know, it wasn't some like Forrest Gump inspired bumper sticker. Lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> Dan ice cream. <laughs> so wipe his face on a towel and oh uh, shit, it happens. What? Shit. <laughs> like, hello. It's like, you know, but you have situations where it's fucked up and fucked up shit's going to happen no matter what. But you got to fucking turn around and go, hey, listen, you know what? Life's a bitch, and you just got to get through it. Everybody has a fucking bad day. Everybody has a fucking problem. But you don't want to make sure you want to fucking have those people around you who will pick you up, make you laugh, try to make you smile, take your mind off of shit. Because when you fucking turn around and don't do anything else, in the end of the day, you got four walls to fucking stand at, stare at a couple of windows, you know, and it's like, hey, you know what? I fucking want to just... Get in my car and drive the fucking wrong way on the fucking parkway during fucking traffic. I've got to fucking talked about that before. <laughs> so, but you don't do it because you you got people talking you out of it. And you, hey, listen, don't do that because it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. You know, um, it's not, you're not, you're healthy. You're fucking okay. You're not fucking, you know. Sitting, going to a crack addict. Hey, buddy, can I get a hit? <laughs> like, you know, what's that poor kid on fucking Route 37? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, my name's Alice. Yo, Alice. You, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I really want to know how Alice is doing. Uh, I really do. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Yeah, he's probably in fucking some kind of board right now getting cleaned up going, oh, I don't know what the fuck I did last night. How the fuck did I get here? So. All right, well. I think this is what what are we at? Fifty. We're at fifty. Alright, so we did good. Um Alright, so we're planning on doing this. This once again, this is Powerline Kids Podcast. Um you can reach us at the Powerline Kids Podcast at Yahoo.com, Facebook and Instagram. Um that should be up and running very well, it's actually already up and running, but you guys will fucking see the fucking post for it. Um, we are on iTunes. I actually forgot to say that in the first pod. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. I forgot to say that we are on iTunes. You can look us up on iTunes, and, um, pretty much this is, once again, Richio and Brian. And, and uh, don't forget, um, guys, uh, good friends, of, well, good friends of mine, Rich is just getting acquainted with them, really. Um, go see Pete and Chris at Conquest Comics on Route 9 in Bayville, man. Uh, all your comic needs for and pops. I know you motherfuckers like pops. Is everybody's addicted to those damn things. Oh, my God. They got yeah. fucking like a million. They got a million pops. If you want a pop, they pretty much have it, and their prices are pretty, um, pretty decent. And they're not trying to rip you off. 
because I've had plenty of people tell me that shit, and I'm like, no. I'm like, you got it. If you want something specific, go see them. Yeah, Conquest Comics on Route Nine in Bayville, man. Um, go so go see Pete and Chris and tell them the Powerline Kid sent you, man. All right, um, that's it. And uh, we are out until next late base.